0: Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian, and this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Today with me, I have a good friend of mine uh, I worked with some time back, and uh, I would tell you that when it comes to influences, I would say this guy definitely has the market in that because of you know the things that he does and what he's chosen for a living. Uh, I, who I have with me is Jimmy Summers. Jimmy, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? Not too bad, my friend. All right. So to get this started off, what we're going to do is, this is something we're doing for interviews is we're doing instinctive response. All right. So I'm going to ask you ten questions, fastest response, uh, whatever you come up with in your mind.
1: All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Last fast food meal.
1: Oh, I believe it's McDonald's. I always go McDonald's.
0: McDonald's? Oh yeah. When? How long ago?
1: Probably a month or two. Alright,
0: I just came from Chick-fil-A, like right before <laughs> I came here. Alright. Most influential movie you ever watched. Star Wars. Oh, that's right. You're a huge Star <laughs> Wars fan.
1: Why? Uh I don't know. It's probably uh just the music and the just i love outer space anything kind of sci-fi just everything yeah just all right hooked me as a kid
0: oh yeah i, I mean, i've i've been hooked i actually my my little she'd be six now when she was four my four-year-old daughter at the time she got hooked on star wars and i was i was like you like star wars yeah lost cool. my mind um uh, all right name a book that positively positively shaped you
1: uh, I would say probably my most favorite book or one that I always give like friends or somebody mm-hmm. is a book called Ishmael. Ishmael? Ishmael? Yep. No way. Yeah. I, didn't, I never saw that coming, man. I love favorite
0: book. Really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Three people, dead or alive, that you would like to have dinner with. Not while they're dead. They have to be living and we'll bring them <laughs> back
1: to life. But three people you would love to have dinner with. Three people dead or alive. Let's go. We go Einstein, definitely. Uh, Carl Sagan, big Carl, Carl Sagan. Yep. Help me out, cause I'm lost right now. Cosmologist. Yep. Uh, and I'll go. Uh, let's go, John Elway.
2: John Elway. Oh, that's right.
0: I forget you're a huge, huge Broncos fan. That's right. That's right. You don't like my Patriots. Blue and orange.
1: <laughs> All right. Favorite athlete. Favorite athlete, you know, I, I'm gonna still Jordan. Is Michael Jordan's always just absolutely? Yeah, I still see it today, and I'm just blown away by
0: yeah. It's what, um. Uh, so I work with a guy. Uh, he bought a pair of Jordans. His daughter talked him into it. He she was like, "You saw Jordan play. You can buy it. these kids who haven't seen him play in live. <laughs> they didn't. They don't deserve it." There I am. I'm standing in um. Marshalls. And they have retro Jordans, these first Jordans I ever bought my whole daggone life. Fifty bucks, bro. So yeah. I'm on I'm on I'm on board with you. If
1: you could be in any decade, which one would you be in? The fifties. Why? I don't know. It seems like a really cool decade. Everybody dressed really snazzy. I watch Mad Men. I'm always like, man, that's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's just the how Hux. they present themselves. Yeah. Everybody seemed like they were in business. And- <laughs> Everybody's in business.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So, best gift you ever received? Best gift I ever received?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've got some pretty good gifts. I got a dartboard, Denver Broncos dartboard that I just got. That wow, It's pretty. Pretty amazing, very cool. Who would you play? Oh, who I'm sorry. Who would play you in the real live movie about you? So I get a lot of this, or at least when I was younger. But people would always say that I look like Dennis Quaid. Wow, you do! Though. <laughs> I can't <laughs> so, wait for people see. So yes, uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, a younger Dennis
0: Quaid, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Uh, what one of your most influential
1: childhood memories? Um. You know, I hate to say kind of divorce, but I think that kind of started a path where I became very independent and yeah, more grown up, I guess, to kind well, of figure life
0: out. We'll get into of, that. then. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that's definitely one of the questions I had for you a little bit later. All right. And final question of this is hardest physical event that you ever, ever done? <sighs> I've
1: done a lot of hard physical events.
0: That's why I came up with this question Uh, because I know with your career (laughs) and what you chose to do,
1: I mean, it's, uh, man, I think, I think I did a Murph not too, a few years ago Mm -hmm. in May and it was stupid hot and I thought I was going to die. So that was, Hmm. I'll say one of the Murphs that I've done was, yeah, was rough. I tried one once. I didn't finish it. You know, I just ran the Army 10 miler, and I felt like I was gonna. That might have been <laughs> really. <laughs> that might have been a close second. I've, I've never,
0: I've never even attempted that at all. Yeah,
1: either. I was, I was.
0: Yeah, I, I, sh- I always wanted to, but then, yeah, it's just. But then again, I, Army 10 miler. Uh, done a half marathon here, right, in, in Nashville, right, and right. it was way different. Yes. It's just, I guess, when you're
1: doing things for the Army, it's a little bit. Different, yeah, it just right? tweak messes with your head. Yeah,
0: so so I I definitely challenge others to try a Murph if they don't know what that is. Look it up, and uh, they definitely need to try that out. All right, so we're just gonna jump right into some history about you. Um, you you told me your dad was in the Air Force. Yes. Re- you,
1: how long was he in? You said careerist. No, yeah, he retired at 27 years,
0: I think. 27. Yeah. Good enough.
1: So we're um,
0: because you also told me about living in
1: Spain and yep. then Colorado. Where were you physically born? I was born Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi. Wow! And then what? Later on, y'all moved to Spain, yep, and we moved to Spain. Uh, well, I was about I was probably three when we moved to Spain. So um, okay,
0: do you remember that much?
1: Uh, we did. I remember just a little bit, not much. But we came back to the states. And then we moved back to Spain again, and I rem- definitely remember Spain then. So, and then back to Colorado. Yep, and that's where it was kind of like that was the rest. Yeah, that's the rest of my time. And
0: would that be when your mom and dad?
1: Th- did you yeah, spoke of earlier? Yeah, it was about eight or nine when they right. when they split. So, I,
0: you said that was a uh, an influential childhood memory. Why do you think that?
1: <sighs> it's I don't want to say like. I mean, it was hard for me, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: not having a father figure, kind of being with my mom, and I don't know. It was kind of a a forming for me. Right.
0: Like a forming of manhood, you would say?
1: Okay. Like, I started kind of figuring a lot of stuff on my own. Might not have been (laughs) the smoothest path, but right right I definitely absolutely. i definitely look back and go kind of go i'm kind of glad mm-hmm. that i kind of had that mm-hmm. so to speak so
0: wow that's crazy all right so growing up primarily in colorado uh so that was what about probably age nine, ten, yep. eleven, somewhere yep. in there yep. up until you graduated high school yep. right so right out of high school did you go did you join straight in the army
1: now i moved to montana my mom had remarried. Mm-hmm. And we moved to Montana. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time, uh, especially middle school, high school, I one of my influencers, uh, his name was Dave Skipworth, and he was a horse trainer, poet, like just all around cool guy. Sounds like, like a Jack you, Ball Tray. Type <laughs> thing. If you saw a picture of him, he had like the Raleigh fingers, wax mustache, and the big tombstone cowboy hat and it's funny because the last time i seen
0: you i know i had you, you you came by the academy and you had the uh the twisted <laughs> handlebar mustache and i was like i love it man <laughs> very cool well, that's awesome so um did your mom stay with him like a, a while i mean or was he was he just a family friend family friend family friend yeah. do you still can't have contact
1: with him? every once in a while i've talked to him here and there cool for the years but yeah it was just he kind of took me under his wing. I showed me how to ride horses and train horses and all of this cowboy and stuff that I did for Hmm. several years, which I know, which is surprising looking at me now.
0: Well, and knowing you and knowing, I'm like, yeah, "Eh, I I have a hard time picturing you on a horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so you did, uh, when you all moved to Montana, you lived there until about how old?
1: Oh, I was there for about six months. Oh, six months. So I got to Montana (laughs) and... Being an 18-year-old and in the middle of nowhere, Montana, with nothing to do, and... Oh, wow. I mean, the closest town was 45 miles away. Yeah, so would you go from there? So then I went, I'm joining the Army. No way. <laughs> so, so I ran to the recruiter, and and that was all she wrote, and I... Yeah, joined right up and joined right up what 96? 96 yep. yeah
0: you became a infantryman 11 bravo 11 bravo the whole time no way and then obviously it, those of you who don't know they go straight down to benning they do that O set training which is like one long huge spread of training learning how to be an, uh, an infantryman i think it's 15 weeks something like that it i mean it's it's rather lengthy i think they've actually changed it i, I couldn't tell you the time on and out yeah. um but let's let's just fast forward throughout your career. Like you, you've done multiple things throughout your career that's helped mold you into the person you are today. You know, um, so for instance, you've deployed and you've had many different rotations around the world. Uh, yep. Some of the things you talked about uh, was um, not only training in other locations but also combat areas. Yep. What were some of these, uh, like some of the things that you could talk about of training in other locations of the world?
1: Uh, we did especially in the 90s. I mean, there wasn't wasn't much happening. And then being stationed in Hawaii, so you kind of get forgot about uh, out there. You guys kind of know how it is. And uh, we would do Thailand, Japan, all these different training areas. We'd go there and just kind of go for about a month. It was like a JRTC or Port Polk rotation. Yeah. And just kind of hang out for a month, train see the locals hang out with uh the uh, japanese army thai army whoever really train with them so what did, what did you get from that you think uh you know i got a lot of i saw how our military the mm-hmm. army is a structured and a lot more i don't say we're like better and more disciplined but we just definitely have things in place that are way different than what they've got and i know we've talked or like the NTO Corps Right. You kind of look at other militaries, and the NTO Corps doesn't have what we have. Right? Uh, they Absolutely. Don't, they don't. They don't operate the way we do. Very independent, not so dependent on officers and stuff like that. So
0: yeah, and and a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize it's like the way we are structured and how we go about things. Like literally, one man goes down, the other guy picks it up yep. and travels on. And in some places they don't think like right. that. They literally are like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? You know, Yeah, want to see
1: that? No. Oh, definitely.
2: For yeah. Sure.
0: All the time. Wow. So. so, um, then you've also, you've also did, you did some, uh, combat
1: tours too. Did correct. Some. Yep. How many, how many, do you remember how many you did? I did Kosovo, the Balkans. <clears> oh, <throat> wow. So Kosovo, Iraq, I barely remember that. Yes. Afghanistan twice. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, so you're you're Iraq trying. and Afghanistan
0: twice. Um, well, I want to jump into something that I've always thought was remarkable. It wasn't talked about much in our, you know, we were just discussing it here and, and where we're recording this. Um, we, it wasn't discussed much back where we worked, but everyone kind of knew and often their background that Summers has a soldier's medal. Why does he have a soldier's medal? This is, I mean, it, it, and no one ever talked about it. No one ever said anything. No one, I I don't know if you've ever like talked to other guys about it and they knew just no one ever wanted to talk. I like kind of weird like that's a pretty big deal you know um but you got it in Iraq yes so you want to lead us through this
1: yeah I was uh this was July 2005 or six right somewhere around there but yeah we were in Baghdad uh it was about two o'clock in the morning and there was a we were on a manning a checkpoint and I remember I was walking around uh checking the guys making sure everyone's awake and doing the right thing and I remember hearing a popping noise across the street and I kept seeing a flash coming from a doorway so I see it we're paying attention to it because at first I thought is that somebody shooting or somebody who's got like a suppressor or something because it just sounded weird so we kept going kept popping and then I could see like more light starting to build from that doorway so I walk over there and there's a fire. So basically it was a circuit breaker or panel that had started sparking from whatever. Good building codes from Baghdad.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, they definitely have a you know a guy that walks around checking those, don't they?
1: <laughs> but the uh the uh breaker boxes behind this metal gate and right underneath the metal gate or breaker box behind the metal gate is just garbage just piles of trash oh wow so it's sparking and it has now caught all of the trash on fire and this is an apartment building i'm also in oh wow so me and another couple of guys from my squad uh we stand there for a second and we're like well maybe we can put the fire out or maybe there's some way we can kind of get into it and put it out so i'm the gate's locked. Can't do anything, and this Iraqi patrol just happens to drive by in Humvees. I flag them down, stop them, open up one of the doors, pull out a fire extinguisher, run back to the fire to see if I could spray it, mm-hmm. and put it out, and that didn't work. So we stand there, and the fire is getting bigger and bigger, and uh, as cheesy as this is <laughs> from... A one liner from a movie, I kinda looked at my guys and I'm like, All right, I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I take up I take off upstairs by myself into a building that I have no idea lives in there. And I just start going room to room, kicking in these people's apartment doors. It's two o'clock in the morning and they've got some crazy American with a weapon, with a tack light, flashlight pointed at them, trying to, screaming at them to get up. Yeah. Get out of the building. So some are pretty groggy. They're kind of confused. They're they're going downstairs. They see the fire. They understand. Now it's starting to get a little smokier and smokier and worse and worse. And uh, I'm, I mean, this thing's about four or five floors, so I'm just by myself, room clearing right getting them up and then finally i'm trapped in the building really the fire's blocked our exit oh you so you can't get out i can't get out oh man so now i've got panicked people i'm kind of panicked a little bit Mm -hmm. so we start making our way to the roof and uh i'm just still going still getting people Uh, They're fighting because they're confused. They don't know what's happening. They think I've started the fire, possibly. Oh yeah, and so that was
0: that was gonna be my question: Is did they think you did it? Because
1: you know, like you know, but you're like, okay, I gotta go do this. You know, yeah. So we're working. I'm working up to the rooftop. I get like about 40 people up to the top, Mm -hmm. and there's still people still trapped in the building, and. The smoke and the fire has gotten so bad that I, everybody's starting to panic because we're now trapped on top of a building that's on fire. They're starting to look at me like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Do something. Mm. Then we start hearing screaming. Uh, there's kids still down in the building. So me and another guy who lived in the apartment building, he Walks over i mean the doorway we had come out of is now i mean it's just nothing but smoke mm-hmm. and i tr- i mean I stepped into it, and I don't know if you've ever like breathed in no, it's not a smoke. lot of smoke i mean it's instantaneous, just you can't breathe it's i mean I jump back out, he takes his shirt off, wraps it around his face, so I take off all of my equipment and everything, and wrap my uh jacket across my mouth and I grab his shoulder, and I point the flashlight in, and we both run in. So we both go back down, holding our breath, trying to get to another, listening for screams of who's still in there, find some more kids. We grab them, throw them up on my shoulder, and carry them back up, get some more air, right back in. We find a room that's like an air pocket, like there's no, nothing, I mean, it's just, air we could like stop in there really yeah just take a break and then go right back to it finding more people and so So were you
0: sending them upstairs No,
1: yeah i'd carry just a couple of people up women i had a guy one leg wow (laughs) he only had one leg so i had him on my back just carrying him upstairs and wow so i did that for about an hour and we were stuck up there i was trying to find access to another building Mm-hmm. I started throwing kids across. To another a, building? To another building. Did like, they make it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, who I would grab them like a bale of hay. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. Chuck them over onto the other side. And then suddenly, uh, luckily, finally, a uh, fire truck decided to show up.
0: Well, it's not common there
2: either. Well, that
1: was the thing where we were trying to get it. So we were right on the edge of the green zone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A fire truck did show up right but because we were out in the red zone that fire truck went can't help you and turned around and so, left
0: so that 6 months with your man up in uh, Montana that helped you learn yes. how to throw a bale yes. of hay to throw children across, children. across the bale. <laughs> wow man i mean it's just so i i want to go back into this a little bit um because you're in a red zone and if people don't understand what a red zone is i mean that's like you don't know who's there. You do, You were going room to room at any point in time that you kicked one of them. It oh, yeah. could have been somebody on the yeah. other end, and yeah. you'd have been facing something you didn't want to. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but with that, it's like it's the idea that you continue doing this, and you knew there was the danger there. You know, it's some people don't realize it's just like our reactions take over, and and that's what I'm getting from you. You know, like your reaction took over. And you're like, okay, I just got to do this. Now everybody else though was well part of your crew they were outside yep. still yeah. were, were they like watching you throw oh, they were kids? Watching me. like cheering you on they, like they were just hey, dumbfounded by best throw yet <laughs> i mean i mean it's insane i mean i'm not saying it's insane man oh, the bravery just, is awesome but
1: yeah. i think about it too and i go what the hell was i thinking i'm just you just reacting. i know and i don't know i always wonder could i would i do it again would i do something like that again I,
0: but any moment in time, you didn't know any of those people. No, not one of them. Um, in any moment in time, that smoke could have took you over oh, yeah. because you see it all the time. Oh yeah, people die all the time. And, but you still did it. Uh, when the fire truck got there, uh, did they did they have a ladder and get you down? They or?
1: put the fire out, and I came the way I came out. So was it a in. slow burn? Yeah, it was just slowly built up. I mean, it was it was bad. When I walked out, I was and I saw. What the damage was, I was kind of surprised. Like, wow, this is insane.
0: And and being in being in the foreign countries like that, I've seen it is you were right when you said, well, they probably thought you did it because right. oh, yeah. often the reaction is, well, the, you, you guys probably did this, and now you're just trying to make up for it type thing. But yeah. instead, it was really like, no, I, we're here. No, I'm just trying to help. Yeah, it. yeah where were you guys? Were you just living near there, or were you just on the patrol? Yeah, we we're just on checkpoint. Okay, so you were actually were you in the green zone? Like, yeah, Where are we are. We stayed
1: in the green zone. Yeah.
0: Okay, and then okay, yeah. Just and I mean, patrol, yeah. wow, that's insane. So, was that your first deployment after Bosnia? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because that was 05, So that would have been right on the cusp of the uh, the uh, buildup. Oh yeah. I mean that, oh, was, yeah, right yeah, 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 that, that was right there. That was a yeah. surge. Yeah, the surge. Yeah. So I mean that's wow. And then you went on two more deployments down yeah. the road.
1: Yeah. To Afghanistan, so really
0: no, and uh,
1: I didn't have to worry about fires or anything. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Afghanistan's a whole other beast, yeah, it's, it's like the wild west,
0: there exactly. Like, people don't realize, like, when you're in Iraq, it's almost like it's it's there's modern oh, world, yeah, it's like, modern. The, it's not, but they think you think that once you go to Afghanistan, you're like, how do people survive? Yeah, no, you that's
1: know, definitely how I thought of Afghanistan. Yeah, were,
0: were you uh, north, south, east, west? Where uh, we
1: yeah. were in Paktika. So we were kind of we- eastern mm-hmm. on the Pakistan border. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it,
0: it's it's a different – like, were you humping all the – Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Because I'm going to get into that a little bit later when we start talking about this business that you run here. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you all uh, that I've been monitoring Jimmy for months now, and is a very impressive business. Uh, but we're, we're going to get a little bit more on the soldier thing because, you know – they need to know who you are, really. I mean, the the fact that you went and you you would try to save someone else's life—you don't even know them—that right. that says something about you, you know, and in your personnel and your thought process. I met you through the NCO Academy. You were an instructor when I arrived. Right. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You just always had that, hey, let's just get the job done, whatever type <laughs> attitude, right? But you were not going to put up with any type of uh, any type of slack, right? Yeah, 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 right. absolutely. No. You told me in in your message that you sent back to me on Facebook. You told me that you had some hang-ups in your career. Oh yeah. yeah. What are we, what are we talking?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean just kind of being an outspoken. I'm a very why guy. Kind of I want to know why we're doing things. I need details. I need to Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just have a hard time with just kind of going executing yeah. You Without. want to make
0: sure it's a smart idea. You're, right. you're very uh what I would call a Simon Cynic start with why person. Oh yes, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. But uh and and you know what, that's what I always thought about you too at the academy. like it wasn't like you you were like just being a jerk about right. things, but you you was like, Well, that doesn't make sense. That's stupid, <laughs> you know? Is that did you get in trouble a few times for that? I did, yes. Really? Yes.
1: I rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. There's no yeah, there's no uh, hiding that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, things happen. Oh, yeah, right. You know, one of the first things I ever noticed uh, when I showed up and I met you is you have this tattoo on your hand. Oh, yeah. How long ago did you get that? I
1: got that right before the 2008 Afghanistan deployment. So, really? right, it was about right when my daughter was born. So, yeah. I want to add, why did you do it? You know, so a matter of fact, one of my guys, one of my soldiers was like, hey, is it okay if I get a ring tattoo? And I shot it down and I said, no, you can't. This is right before we're going on deployment. I go, you can't get any tattoos or anything on your neck, hands. I was going off of the old regulations. Mm-hmm. So he goes, no. And he goes, well, here's the regulation. And he shows it. And I, this is during the surge and mm-hmm. kind of yeah. during this, like, we'll take anybody. Yeah. And sure enough, it says whatever get it if you want
0: and you got yeah. and basically uh listeners what you don't know is he has a tattoo um how old was she with that i'm that uh, about a week or two yeah oh absolutely you can tell cause this is just small it's a tattoo of his daughter's hand is that her name on there also above it and that was the first thing i noticed when i met i was like man, that's a that's very distinct but you can't <laughs> miss it at all and i just always thought it was something else but now i've seen her on facebook and she's She's uh she's quite the young lady, you she's know I me. Mean? She's a beast. And I was gonna say the thing. She's a beast. She played football this past she football year. Was football a flag, sw-
1: flag football and swimming. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's,
0: Jim, man, this just all. Awesome. I mean, I bet you're a proud dad. Oh, right? I am. Yeah, Very. absolutely. That's awesome. Um, but you served at the academy. Did you do? Did you do all three years and then got out? Or yeah, you yep. did. Yep. Yeah, okay. And you served there for three years, basically doing the same thing Ed and I did, uh were doing. Is just Teaching new leaders how to be a better leader. I think you were one of the first people that started. I, I wouldn't say started, you just taught in the manner that was common sense, matter of fact, right, right. the same as we do it now. Like, it's funny, we did what we do, it's called experiential learning model, where you literally learn from what the other people right, are saying and they understand. understand. But you and Shumney, because he's the same way, you all taught that way automatically and you could see it in the results. Like, oh, yeah. you could, like, the kids respected you, you know? How did you feel about that?
1: Oh, that was my, I knew, I knew when someone was kind of full of it. And that was a color, that was kind of the thing that I kind of had trouble with in the army where I could always sense like this guy, mm-hmm. I know this guy and I know he's not like mm-hmm. super high speed and he's kind of a knucklehead. Right. So I always picked up on that kind of stuff. So I always try to be, and that I tell students this, I go, be honest, be honest with your people, tell them What they want to hear. Everybody wants to know what's happening. Uh, Especially on patrol. I go, hey, tell everybody. Let everybody know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And you'll get a lot more feedback. You'll get a lot more respect from your guys and girls that, that they'll listen to you if you're just honest and open.
0: When you say honest and open, you just mean in general. In general, or just if you got new information, hey, you I'm, gave it to them. It's know. coming out.
1: Yeah. Hey, that, I, I don't mind sharing. It's that's not m- a,
0: that makes sense.
1: It's not a power position, and that was a, another thing where guys would just hold things and not tell anybody just because they know mm-hmm. I'm in control, mm-hmm. I'm in charge. Right. And you'll know when you when uh yeah I think you're ready to know so
0: be honest then what was what did you think about your experience to be able to not not talking about all the dealing with the academy at the time but be able to try to teach and mold young soldiers to be leaders no, what, I, I, I loved it did you oh yeah yeah, yeah it's nothing like, it, it's amazing isn't yeah, it
1: yeah as as i know it seems like super it was repetitive and it was very
0: Yeah, we used to call it groundhog day right
1: i mean it was just groundhog day every month and, but I uh, still. I mean, you got new people in every. Yeah, you had your boneheads here and there, but yeah, for the most part, everybody wanted to be there and they wanted to hear what I had to say. And, well. No, I,
0: I remember. And that's what I say. Like you were one of the classrooms. Shumney was one of those classrooms. He still is one of those classrooms yeah. today. You know, um, and he's got some guys he's been mentoring. But it's just that was one of those things that I always felt remarkable. It's like, you didn't seem like the typical soldier, right. you know, like that. Yes. Do what I say, but not all soldiers are like that really. Cause a lot of us question why oh, we yeah. just do it a different way. Right. But I thought it was always interesting. And that's why I was like, well, I definitely got like to talk to Jimmy, you know, cause now you're out and you're doing these things that you're doing. And, and that's what I want to really get into too, because one of my key memories, we used to work out in the gym before everybody showed up before PRT or PT or whatever. And, uh, I'm trying to do squats one day and you you were, I don't know if you're watching and you saw me, you walk over to me like right in the middle of a set and you go, lift up your toes. (laughs) I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What did I not learn earlier in life? You know, this guy. And so I started doing it like you were saying, and I was like, that makes sense. And then I found out, well, actually, I think I found out before that, that you were a CrossFit coach or you were a part of a business, uh, which you're doing, you do now, right? What got you in a CrossFit?
1: uh so afghanistan 2010 11 uh, my commander my ceo was just kind of he was a wild man strong fit guy mm-hmm. and he kind of him and i knew each other pretty well and he goes let's try crossfit just kind of one just one to wing uh, it huh? on a wing you know, <laughs> and he's like let's just try it out and i'm like all right sure i'm tired of the biceps and tries and chest and back day. And, the uh, normal workout. And the, right, yep. the five mile run. I go, yeah, sure, I'll try CrossFit. I'd he- we'd heard about it. Mm-hmm. We knew about it and it had been in the military for already a few years already. So so I we tried out one morning and on our FOB and it was the worst workout ever and just crushed me and my soul. <laughs> and, Your soul was dry soul, so, and right then we kind of like, like a light went off, like we had just discovered something that was different, was gonna challenge us every day, and you became addicted, and we did, it, like literally. I mean, it was the workout. Now this workout would probably take me twenty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And then when I did it then, it was probably about an hour plus. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was. Wow, it was
0: rough. So you you started there in Afghanistan. You picked it up there. Where do, I mean, where I mean, obviously, it's not like we get. I mean, I don't know if y'all had internet where you're at and stuff, but like, where did you get all the information from to learn how to do it?
1: <laughs> that's a, that's the other thing. Like, we just so CrossFit has their own website and they put a w- workout every day. I've checked it out. So the main site workout, and we just followed that, and we had no clue what we were doing. Like.
0: So you just you're just winging it so off of we were, what you thought it was. What
1: we assumed it was, or we would look at videos or something and go, "Okay, I think I understand how to do a power clean." And and yeah, I could only imagine just how terrible I probably was at.
0: If you could only watch a video oh, of yeah. you then,
1: oh man, I'm sure it was just bad, bad.
0: So you come back. You're still doing this CrossFit thing, yep. right? Uh, was this was on your second deployment yep. to afghanistan so you come back were you uh where were you at in the states at that time like station wise at uh, Fort Campbell. oh so, okay so you yeah. were a part, okay so you're yep, one of the units all right so you're 101st when you came back did you dive deeper into it or so, did yeah you...
1: it, right before we redeployed i had looked in frank because i was living here in franklin and
0: were you living in franklin the whole time you Not the work? whole time.
1: Oh, no. I see. Because I was like, yeah. if you were, I, you, it was you were previous pro- marriage, and then. Oh, okay. So we live down here. So I kind of started researching. I, right, where's the CrossFit gym? Is there one in Franklin? And mm-hmm. sure enough, I find one and emailed the guy. Hey, I'm coming back. I'd like to drop in and check it out. And and I'd never been to an actual mm-hmm. gym before a box. Mm-hmm. So came back and tried it out here and there and i'd come in on weekends that's about all i had time to do but just kept coming and coming and right staying with it and then most of my platoon the unit Mm -hmm. most of the guys i hung out with were all drinking the kool-aid as well so we were doing it in garages up in clarksville so
0: so everything you were learning on the weekends you were taking back we would go
1: back up and just we'd keep doing it and then we started doing it for like pt so
0: that that brings me to my next question when you look at so, when you look at the original form of PT, and you you probably remember how we used to, oh, do. Yeah, we do yeah. the rotations, right, all right. these crazy things, and then we move to this PRT thing, which has elements of CrossFit built into it. Right? Would you consider CrossFit to be the best for an active soldier?
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Why do you say that? Because it, it translates to what we do. Yeah. Easily. I mean, yeah. It kind of. I won't say that CrossFit will help a school teacher with much. Yeah, there are some aspects of it. it Maybe. Sure. Yeah, some yeah. aspects for sure. But for active duty, military, police, fire department, stuff like that, it definitely makes you do things that you're probably not used to or probably work on things that are going to help you. Right. Uh,
0: well, I mean, I, and I don't know the career. So I walk in and I see. And I, I think you had like 15 minutes left in the class that you had going on. And I walk in and I can only imagine the different individuals that were in here and their lifestyle, their job. Oh
2: yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know what they are, but I'm thinking to myself, well, they all wanted to do it, and they they're probably ranging any, anything from you know somebody who does something physical to somebody who does office right. work. Right. You know. Um. But, but with that, you know, how it translates to a soldier. I could definitely see that and and then you continued that on but you said you did it on weekends uh and then you took it back when did you start the transition to where you became certified in it Uh,
1: i think 2013 yeah because i was still at the academy so i got my Mm -hmm. my level one while i was still teaching so and that was uh, like Teaching is just kind of part of, I loved teaching at the academy, and I love teaching CrossFit. So it was just kind of, mm-hmm. hey, I love just kind of passing on knowledge or that's, stuff I know.
0: And that's why, I like, when I earlier, um, so as we were talking earlier, I, I was asking him if he actually was teaching people to be coaches, and he said, no, not yet. And my mind, my first thing I think of you, I was like, no, you would be good at that. Oh, yeah. you are very good at that. And you well,
1: know. we've got young coaches that are joining up. And oh, really? So, I mean, they will teach for us or coach classes for us. Okay. So, we definitely, like, left seat, right seat them and kind of shadow them and definitely, and it's ridiculous that I apply, like, every military thing that I know kind of.
0: But it works.
1: I know, and that's the thing where I'm always like, oh, this works.
0: Yeah, you said, because as soon as you said left seat, right, right. seat, most people don't understand right. what they're like, what is left seat, right seat? What right. does that mean? Well, that's a shadowing right. uh, to get things straight. But, so, this is CrossFit Free Flow um you all started up remember which date you when you started actually
2: uh
1: officially my partner started it probably 2015 16 somewhere around there and he
0: was smaller then oh yeah because i can tell you from what i'm seeing it seems bigger it's a a nice box i I watched the progress of the build out on this i mean you um where, where you are here in franklin tennessee and um so with that you uh, we had talked earlier. You said uh, your wife said you should check out this guy. Maybe
1: go into business with yeah. him. Yeah, I had worked out with him before at another at previous gym. Right. So I knew him. He's a veteran. He's oh, an is he Marine? So
0: what is that? What you attracted you to? Yes, him? I was like, man, I want to. <laughs> it's funny. I talked about this on my last on our last interview, Ed and I did. But we were attracted to our own kind. Oh, for sure.
1: You yeah. know what for did sure. he do in the Marines? Uh, infantry.
0: No, so now you really right, have a kindred more, yeah, spirit where you're we like, yeah,
1: okay. That's so, amazing. And, but he's he's twelve years younger than me. He's a stud. I mean, he's <laughs> just he's a beast, and but he's super sharp, good guy. And I knew him, and then my wife was like, "You should go talk to him. He's starting up a small gym. Mm-hmm. I think both of you together would be a good mm-hmm. combination. Two veterans. People kind of eat that up around here. They want to." help you out with all that stuff. So Yeah. And, and and on top of that, I mean, you all have the mindset
0: of training people. Right. Because as NCOs, that's what we do. Um, every morning you get up and do PT. So yep. you, you just said it. You did CrossFit with your guys. So you'd already been training this a while. Oh, yeah. Now you just had to get certified. Yep. Um, with that, you said he's younger. You're a little bit older. As you've gotten older, because obviously when you first started doing this back in like 2010, we're eight years later. Oh, yeah. When you started doing it to when you're doing it now, how how have you felt? How has your body felt throughout the years?
1: I would say it's pretty good. For my age. How old are you? 42. I'll be 43 next month. Never so thought now. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. At my age and looking at, like, friends from high school or guys I grew up with, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a big difference between me and that. Mm-hmm. We're... I'm not like picture perfect Adonis or anything, but I know <laughs> Adonis <laughs> No, I'm doing okay. Yeah. But uh yeah, it the wear and tear from the army is definitely it, it can hurt you. Yeah, it's it's a, it's there. Yeah. For sure. But overall I would say probably when I first started, that was probably the best shape that I was in. Mhm. Like and I was in pretty good shape. I
0: mean, well, you think about it. eight years ago, you were in your early thirties, right? And they say that well, that's usually when we we're right, strongest. At peak, y- yeah. Your partner's at that age, yep. you know, he's right there. Um, but with that, so you both started, or he started this, you joined in with him, and you you all have grown to this this larger. You all call it a box in CrossFit. That's not called a gym, normally, right? right? right. Yeah. Um, you all started this box together, um, and you. I looked on your website and those of you who don't know it's crossfit.com or I'm sorry free for freeflowcrossfit.com and you guys are doing classes all the time. Yep. Is it every day? Every it- day.
1: Every day except Saturday we do one morning class. Mm-hmm. Kind of a partner workout longer, harder. Right, and then Sunday it's just open gym.
0: open gym, people come whenever just they come want in and
1: do whatever they want. So and you're doing hours. how
0: many classes a day normally on the weekdays
2: uh,
1: uh six five or six and how many can you how many can you take at a time? It depends on the workout, right, so it's I mean we're not the biggest gym around here, right, but we can get enough people i've the most I've gone is I think I've had about fifteen at once.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see how that would, you know, you you, you kind of run out of different types oh, right. of
1: equipment. Right. I mean,
0: but then again, you go outside and start uh, doing an stuff.
1: That's why I'm, I can't wait for the summer. So. Yeah,
0: I didn't see any big tractor tires.
1: They're out back. They're out, they're okay, out back.
0: Okay, that's why. Because it's dark <laughs> out there. Because I'm going to say, back. yeah, we got, we've got quite a few back there, gym. And actually, funny thing is, you left some bumper plates at the Academy Gym. The 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 O-ring. Oh, yeah. Was it's still, they're still there. Oh, yeah, I
1: brought those. That's People right. still use those. Holy cow. Yeah, they still <laughs> totally work. I forgot about those.
0: Yeah, they still work. And I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, and every time I see him, I like, oh, Jimmy Summers, oh, he left man. those
1: here. That's nice.
0: That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, but it's the idea that you went from one type of training right into another in a, the physical aspect. Oh, you're yeah. not slow. I don't think, you don't look like you're slowing down. No. You're doing competitions. Yep. What type of competitions are you getting into?
1: Uh, I've done a couple. Let's see, I did a couple this summer. Uh, one was kind of a master's older guys competition. Mm-hmm. A master's. <laughs> <laughs> they, as they say, a master's what competition. What do they call it? Like a platinum age or something? Yes. So, did that. Did one of those this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely have some weaknesses on certain movements that I struggle with, but overall, it wasn't too bad. But. Yeah. And then I did a partner work uh, competition with one of our coaches here. Uh, female so that was a
0: so you have a female coach here too
1: no we got a couple i
0: didn't see her on the website we got a couple
1: what's that we have a couple we haven't put them on the website yet
0: okay but i would definitely hey everybody out there you really got to go check it out um what i thought was kind of cool too is on y'all's website i scrolled down to the bottom and i noticed you all have like just free
1: information oh yeah why 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 do you do that you know because crossfit's very like they like to put out their stuff kind of i know (laughs) I will say not for free, but they're very open, especially with programming and stuff like that. So uh, we do a free consult kind of stuff, just to get come in. We can see how you move and right. kind of put you through a quick workout and see what your goals are, stuff like that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's just. When you know I see that type of stuff, it to me it screams. This is what it screams. It screams, "We want to help you." I right. mean, if 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 you're willing to put in the work, and CrossFit's no joke, right? No,
1: no, it's
2: not.
0: You probably when you when when people first come in, uh, for the very first time, and, and they've never done this before, what's the, usually the reaction you get?
1: Uh, they probably a little like some trepidation, <laughs> little like shock, like right? Holy smokes, this is like I've got several members where. When they first started, I thought, they won't last. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, there's no way. But they stick with they, it. And they've proved me wrong. And I love that they've proved me wrong. And I'm always very, I mean, it's just the best to kind of see somebody go from <laughs> barely able to move, barely able to do a, an air squat, to now deadlifting 300 pounds or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's insane. Yeah,
0: I still want to hear, because we talked earlier, I want to hear if you ever do try to do a PT test with these guys and see what happens. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that would be entertaining. I, m- do, I do, too. You may want to record it. I, I might. <laughs> no. I might. I mean, it's just, but it's just, uh, you know, it's great to see that you took something. I mean, you learned in Afghanistan. Right. I mean, you, you had no, no clue cool about I know. this. I know. And you came back thing. and you found a passion for it, and then you jumped into this type of business. Um, in. Let me ask you, is business good?
1: Business is good. That's
2: that's, that's and solid, that's what I'm talking
0: yeah. about, man. Like in the fact that you're doing something to help more people. So you, and I'm going I'm going to link this together for listeners. We get a man that will run into a fire, <laughs> pull people he has, doesn't know, throw children across the building. Now if you bring him to the the box down here, he's not going to throw your children around, maybe, okay? So. Maybe. Well, just the parents if they <laughs> if they're messing with the bumper weights, right? But to do that and then you continue on with this process of you want to help others, but you're doing it in a, it, you're doing stuff you love, you know. And, and, and as an entrepreneur, it's so hard to keep things rolling. Um, what what te- what makes Jimmy Summers get up every morning and keep doing this?
1: It's the same thing. It's always been just kind of it's the helping people. Helping It's, people. The, it's always been that. It's what it got me up at three o'clock in the morning to go to the academy to work out at four o'clock in the morning before. Watching the mm-hmm. students work out for mm-hmm. another hour. I mean, it was just... I mean, yeah.
0: Just standing there thinking about, man,
1: my quads really hurt. Are on fire
0: right now. <laughs> and I'm freezing to death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the winters are always brutal. Everyone wants to go inside when it's yes. cold. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, but, I mean, I just think about those... And I'm just like, every day, you you get up and you come and do this because you're a passion for right. it. And those to me, you know, when it comes, you know, the show is about influencers and obviously how many members do you think you have that go currently? Uh, we're probably sitting close to 60 right now. 60 members. Yep. And they come here day in, day out and your influence upon them uh, keeps them driving oh, on yeah. because they're coming back. Right. It's not like, like well, oh, you know, try that out. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yep. But, um, you know, with that, where do you see Free Flow CrossFit going to the future? What are you all thinking about?
1: So we're, we need bigger space. We want more members. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not looking to dominate the CrossFit market in Nashville or Franklin, but we just want to continue to help people. right? Show them that there's camaraderie here and that there's kind of a family. Mm-hmm. It's some place where you can come, work out, hang out, a little while afterwards i mean if people are hanging out afterwards mm-hmm. then i think i'm doing something right if i mean if somebody's 10 minutes just here talking chatting like you saw when you came in yeah i mean several people they just kind of
0: they were back and forth to come on you can right. do it i mean right
1: so i mean stuff like that i don't care about like what how much they can back squat or mm-hmm. all that good stuff i want them to be able to just perform live a healthy life Mm-hmm. find some place that they can find some commonality with other people
0: do you, so you help them with their
1: physical abilities when they come here do you all also do like nutritional at all or we do got nutrition we do, were we doing a i think it was a four-week uh like a perspectives class mm-hmm. that one of our coaches kind of sat every would meet every saturday or thursday nights and just kind of go over like putting things in pers- pip <laughs> putting things in perspective <laughs> what is that from <laughs> it's resiliency Resilience, master resiliency all that leave this guy and, still using army stuff so yeah all that good stuff and people just i mean they want yeah they, they want that kind of stuff they want to share their life and yeah. how to make it better. And they, what just they, need, do to,
0: they just need the doors open. Yeah, and, and this is the, type of place, this is to the place to do it. So, uh, you know, I listen to your story and I hear what you're talking about with this. And then all of a sudden, my mind is linking all this. and It's linking it back to your time in Montana with that gentleman. Think about it. He took you in, showed you that kindness. And it's almost like you turned that into your mantra and you're continuing it on. Oh, yeah.
2: It's, it's
1: yeah. just awesome. And I would say, and that was just kind of my... Whole life growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just him. I mean, it's like aunts and uncles and everybody just kind of propping me up and putting me on the path of success or just living a good life.
0: Right. So. Definitely. So, free flow CrossFit free flow. Uh, they got the website. Go to that. Also, you're on Facebook. Is We're there anything Facebook. they should search for when they go to Facebook
1: at all? Uh, just CrossFit free flow. Okay.
0: And, um, and and then obviously Jimmy summer, you'll feel they'll find, they can obviously find you your link to that and whatnot. Um, if they want to find out more information about you all, uh, they can go to the website. Website, They can call, call, call
1: Um, website. We've got Instagram, Facebook, all social media. Oh yeah.
0: I I totally been checking it out. Yeah. Tons of pictures about people. And those of you listening, um, if you're in the Franklin area, you want to check them out. They do their free consults and whatnot. Uh, it's, I mean, and this is not like, it's not like Jimmy paid me to say <laughs> this. I know Jimmy. Uh, he gave me advice a long time ago. And that's why I was like, I got to talk about what this guy's doing. Cause it's amazing. But what I want to get to is I sent you a message. And in that message, we ask all the people we interview three influencers and why now it doesn't have to be people. It can be places, things, whatever, but three influences. And why Jimmy, what you got?
1: Let's see. I'll, I'll start with the wife. Mm -hmm. I'll say that she's an impressive person and I met her only once there's just nobody no bigger fan or I guess that just they just continue to prop me up stand me up Mm -hmm. like just support everything I do and heart and soul so it's great to have that Mm -hmm. so definitely for Ashley she's kudos for that Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll say my dad I mean my dad is was your relationship with your dad? It's good. It was it's I mean being a child of divorce and mm-hmm. him being active military, you don't kind of see him a whole lot. No. So, I mean there was probably a while where I held a grudge, but for the most part we've moved past and uh we're good. So, and bizarre we're i mean we're just kind of clones (laughs) Clones. i mean we act the same we talk the same and
0: i wonder if he was like uh like he voiced his opinion a lot in the military
1: that's i wonder that too
0: you should ask him i should yeah does he have you talked to him about does he do anything like this? oh no 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 he's not no
1: no 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 No. he's living the good retired life now so
2: So, awesome
1: and then the third and the third man <laughs> That's, uh, it's got to be just it, my family like I said it's just they've been there everybody's kind of been there my family my friends have always just kind of taken care of me I guess emotionally emotionally physically I mean just everything I've lived with everybody and
0: When you say family, do you mean extended?
2: Oh yeah, aunts,
1: uncles, cousins, and they've all been there for me. So, I mean, they've I've taken something from everybody to kind of put towards on how I live and Mm -hmm. how I act, and so it's kind of like you
0: you know, you said that I think of uh, I think of like Voltron, like there's all these different pieces of a lion that come together. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what I thought of. Like as soon as you said, I was like. I think Jimmy is Voltron. Voltron yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, you know what? Uh, that's an amazing thing to be able to take from all that and then to continue on, you know, and, and to see how well you're doing. You know, like, because you're on my Facebook along with the other guys that have all kind of left our organization that we're in and, and to see everybody doing different things and, to, you know, when I seen well, the first time I saw that this this building was getting the you know we're doing all the touch ups and work to make it a play, I was like, good for him, man. Yeah. I was like, I was so happy for you. Um, but those of you listening, you know, Jimmy Summers is a great guy. You wanna you wanna learn about somebody or get to know somebody or have somebody coach you through something? This is the guy to come see. He's down in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, CrossFit Free Flow um jimmy's certified along with your, Josh, your other no, coaches no. they're all certified um so it's not like you they're just winging it to <laughs> you know yeah just try this yeah. you know yeah, throw that bar over there no, you know no, no no but um you know and i actually i speak from a little bit of personal experience because when i was at the academy you gave me a couple pointers here and there it wasn't a lot because i was testing it i was like yeah. well, i'm not the greatest at it but um i would definitely tell you check out his website check out their facebook page just See who they are. And Jimmy, I really do appreciate you want to talk I today. I
1: appreciate this a lot.
0: I mean, this is, this, this, was, I mean, they probably can hear the echo because we're oh, yeah. actually in the box. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's you. I mean, it's, no, it's not gargantuan. It's funny thing is, it's about like the Academy Gym. Oh, yeah. That's it what I think of. Like, yeah. this is the second half. But. Oh, yeah. Man, I'll tell you, it's, it's been fun. I really do appreciate uh, that you'd want to talk to us, uh, and and you know, we can't wait to get it out there so others can learn about this. And and CrossFit's a you know, it's a, it's an important thing. You know, we we talked about it in one of our other episodes, uh, how physical fitness in so many ways helps our lives mentally. Oh yeah, I mean, sleep, confidence, everything. Yeah, I mean, and just... and then the CrossFit thing—that's just another form of it. You yep. know, and people can do this. I mean. How old is probably one of the oldest persons you know that does this? Uh, 58, 59. It, that comes here? Oh, yeah. Okay, so 58, 59. That's, I mean, oh, that's not too old. I no, don't want to say that.
2: But
1: still, yeah, I've to seen, be able to do the half of the stuff that he does is Oh, so he's like, he's like, in it. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I've seen people online who are like 60s and 70s still doing oh, that. Yeah. They're doing this, and I'm like, that's impressive. It is. But it makes the joints feel good and whatnot. So, again, thank you for this. No, those of you, the, oh well, I <laughs>
1: appreciate it.
0: Man. I just love to get the fact that I get to talk to you and see this joint. Uh, I haven't been down here, and I told you I don't know how many times. Oh, I got to come down and see your yeah. place. But um, those of you listening, uh, remember you can check out uh, the free, uh, CrossFit free thro- free. I'm going to say it right. <laughs> it's it's like a tongue twister. I know free throw, free throw. <laughs> what do y'all shoot? <threw> baskets? <laughs> no. Free flow. Um, in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, you know, also if you, if you get on their website and stuff, you can get free information, you can see who they are. I mean, there's pictures of them when you go on and it talk and, and you hit the tab coaches at the top of their page. He's the second picture down. That's Jimmy Summers there. Uh, that's the guy that you heard on the whole podcast here. Um, but other than that, um, check it out. That's what I would, that's all I can say. Oh yeah. Um, for, you know, to kind of close it out, those of you listening, remember one zero one influence. Go look at uh, the instinctive influencers uh, page. Join the group. Visit the group. Um, what's a question you would like to kind of throw out there to the group, maybe to see what their answer would be about? You know, just any any question. Uh,
1: probably. Yeah, probably what gets them up in the mornings. What
0: what makes them wake? Yeah. I like that. What gets them up in the morning?
1: What's inspiring them to wake up at 5, 4, 6 in the morning?
0: So that's your task for this week. All of you are part of the closed Facebook group page. What gets you up in the morning and makes you continue on? What gets you up? Let's 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 hear back from all of you, and uh, I want to see what you're doing that makes you want to continue doing what you do every single day because we all have our why Um, Jimmy's a big why guy. Obviously he (laughs) said, he asked why. Well, that's right. (laughs) And we want to know why you say what you say. So thank you very much. I appreciate it, Jimmy. I'm Brian. This has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, and you have a great day.